Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am thrilled that you found this channel, but more importantly, I am thrilled that you found Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we'll unleash discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you'll consider joining me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag, answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, welcome back. We're going to explore today building block or crushing stone. And you know, do you desire to enter into God's presence? If so, great, this podcast is for you. But I would offer up a challenge right away, and that would be to go deeper within the Psalms literature. While we may be familiar with various Psalms that have been quoted in music or literature or even in the words of a worship service, we can always dig deeper and we can mine for more depth of meaning. And almost everyone can attest to a knowledge of knowing about Psalm 23. It's infamous, whether you're religious or not. The fact is, the Psalms we know and love are the ones that are top of our mind when we need them. They inspire us, they comfort us, they correct us. And just when we need a word from the Lord or a touch from God, we are reminded oftentimes of a psalm. So today I want to focus on entering into God's presence. And if you have your Bible, turn to Psalm 29. In this psalm, David is introducing us into God's presence by revealing his great and awesome power through that of nature. We're to give honor to God for the glory of his name. In our worship, we'll see the Lord's splendor of holiness. But his voice, his name, it's so powerful, full of majesty. It strikes like lightning bolts and also makes deserts quake. David continues on sharing with us that the voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks. And these trees were known as the cedars of Lebanon. They were giant. A tree could grow to 120 feet in height and be 30 feet in circumference. And any voice that could split these cedars of Lebanon would be a truly powerful voice. This is what the voice of God can do. He is in complete control. And recently, I heard this fantastic analogy, and it illustrates this point. So in your mind's eye, visualize with me now a basketball in your hands. It may be worth, what, $15, but put that same basketball into Phoenix Suns' Devin Booker's hands, and it's now worth $33.9 million. Again, visualize a football in your hands. It may be worth $10 or $11. Now place that same football into Peyton Manning's hands, and it just became worth $50 to $60 million. Put a slingshot into my hands, and it's just simply a kid's toy. But with King David, it slays a giant named Goliath. 
or say that we have two fishes and five loaves of bread. Well, that's enough to feed me with maybe some bread left over. But Jesus takes that, those same fishes and bread and he feeds thousands. Let's say I pick up a few nails. I may be able to build you a birdhouse if I'm lucky or tack down a piece of plywood. But put those nails in Jesus's hands and it leads to salvation. Folks, that's the love in him. Receiving eternal life. People who love and trust him forever get that benefit. And it's the same with our worries, our cares, our anxieties, burdens, and stresses. When we keep them in our hands, that's where they'll always stay. But when we open our hands, freely releasing what we have and giving it to Jesus, he'll take us through every care, every anxiety, worry, burden that we will ever have. So now you might be asking, what does an invitation to worship God actually look like? Well, picture the most exclusive, handwritten invitation you've ever received. Now I want you to magnify it. It's engraved in the finest gold, embossed in calligraphy. This is the creator of you and me and the entire universe inviting us to enter into his presence to worship him. See your prayer room and see an angel holding a list and your name is at the top of this all access pass list. And the angel tells you God's been expecting you. He would be honored for you, his beloved child, to enter into his presence in worship and prayer now. He desires to be close to you. And at the front end of this podcast, the Lord reminded me to tell his people that Jesus molds us like clay by transforming our hearts of stone. But what about people who harden their hearts to God's call? The Israelites did just this, walking around aimlessly in the wilderness for 40 years. And yet they had food. Their clothes and shoes lasted 40 years, not wearing out. So during this time, the Lord provided all of their needs. And in Psalm chapter 95, verses 8 and 9, the Lord says, Don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massah in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tried my patience. They courted my wrath. Though they had seen my many miracles, they were complaining to Moses about water. And Meribah means quarreling and Massah means testing. So because of the Israelites quarreling and testing, they wandered around the wilderness for 40 years instead of walking through it, traveling on what should have been an 11 day journey, which is what it was always meant to be. And when we rebel against God, he will punish this as any good parent does. So a hardened heart is as useless as a hard lump of clay. Nothing can restore it, making it useful for the kingdom of God and his purposes. And the psalmist warns us about hardening our hearts as Israel did in the wilderness by continuing to resist God's will. These very people convinced themselves that God couldn't deliver them and lost their faith in God. It was all because of their wrong thinking. Sometimes we lose our way when acting out of our own stubbornness and we become set in our ways. This hardens our heart, making it nearly impossible to turn toward him and hear what his Holy Spirit is trying to tell us. 
And here's the key. It's insidious and doesn't happen all at one time. These are choices that happen as we disregard God's will. They just begin stacking up one at a time over time until we cross over a threshold or a point of no return where God says he never knew us. Well, what exactly does Jesus mean? I never knew you. Go away. The things you did were unauthorized. Ooh, access denied. Here, Jesus was teaching about building on a solid foundation. Jesus would expose those people who sounded religious but had no personal relationship with him. On Judgment Day, the only thing that will matter is our acceptance of him as our Savior and our walked-out obedience to him through our bodies. It's not enough to be a good person with a head full of religious knowledge. It's in our unwavering and unshakable faith in Jesus. He is the object of our faith that will matter over all other things. So what do I mean by judgment day? This is the time when God will settle all accounts, judging sin and rewarding faith. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, we're instructed that anyone who listens to my teaching and obeys me is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. But the opposite of this holds true, for the fool's life crumbles and folds like that of a house of cards. This is what happens when we're not intentional with our lives. We need to be building on solid rock. This allows us to hear and respond as one of Jesus's present day disciples or learners. When we practice obedience, we can weather the storms of life. And Jesus's words in Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 crystallizes this important issue. He says that the decisive issue is whether we have obeyed his Father in heaven. In the book of Matthew chapter 21 verse 42, Jesus asked, didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous to see. Verse 43 continues with Jesus's direct teaching by saying, what I mean is that The kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. This metaphor Jesus used is illustrating how one stone can affect people in different ways, depending on how they relate to it. Ideally, people will build upon it. Many, however, will trip over it. At the last judgment, many will be crushed by it. And in the end, Jesus, the building block, will become that crushing stone. Now, we can freely choose mercy and forgiveness or promises of judgment later. As serious believers, we want to praise God outside a church on Sunday. For us, God is a lifestyle, not a ritual event. And Psalm 96 tells us how to praise our God. We can sing about him, tell others about him, worship him, give him glory, bring offerings to him, and live holy lives. This is why I record 
Lord free podcast. This is my praising of God, telling others, worshiping and glorifying God. And yes, I've spared you from my singing, but here's what I know for sure, because my heart is right and in tune with God. When I do sing to glorify and worship him, all he hears is cheerful joy. You see, I know I'm a child of the most high God who has royal blood flowing through my veins. Matthew chapter 6:33 puts it this way. God is always pleased when I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto me. I choose to make the kingdom of God my primary concern. Living by the decree, what would Jesus do? God is in first place in my life. My thoughts are filled with God's desires. My pattern for living an intentional life is modeled from Jesus. Being obedient to Jesus allows blessings to come unhindered into my life and that of my families. I've learned that intentional or unintentional sin never only affects me. It has the ability to impact generations of my family and it can impact my neighbors and that of my community. We truly are all intertwined, which is why God tells us to love our neighbor. Again, I go back to God's guardrails that I talk about often. He put them into place for our protection. Once we understand that more than intellectually, we begin to walk it out in our bodies and life and truly change the world. Now let's tackle the monumental challenge of forgiveness. If you're six feet above ground, you're breathing oxygen right now, there has been or you are in need of extending forgiveness to a person God has created. And it doesn't matter if they are or are not believers in Jesus. What matters is that they are a creation of God Almighty. The word teaches immediately following the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. We share in common ground with other sinners, whether we want to admit it or not. We are all in need of forgiveness. God's forgiveness toward us is not a direct result of our forgiving others, but it is a realization that we are placing into practice what forgiveness means. We are obeying and being obedient to God's word. So it's easy to kneel before God and ask for forgiveness, but it is a challenge when we're continually being wronged and must continually offer up forgiveness to others. And you know, sometimes, friends, God shields those who are wronging us on purpose to teach us to look toward Him while offering up prayers of forgiveness based on our circumstances. And what is so awesome about that is that we are actually benefiting and having good come out of evil. So we can go to God and ask, have I forgiven everyone, God? And the Holy Spirit will fill us with the answer each and every time. So I invite you now to turn to Psalm 100 with me, where we can joyfully enter into God's holy presence. This is the psalm that many of my prayers are based upon. So let me read that to you. It's pretty short. It starts out, it's a psalm of thanksgiving. Shout with joy to the Lord, O earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. 
He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, ever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. We are his people, as you just heard. Here his word says his faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen. And friends, today, if you want to experience this intimate, personal relationship with God's Son, Jesus, and you want to spend eternity in heaven, I invite you to pray this prayer of salvation now. Say, God, I've missed the mark. I'm turning away from sin. Come into my heart. I believe in your Son, Jesus' shed blood for all who acknowledge he took on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a good Bible-based church where your faith in Jesus can continue to grow and be edified by like-minded people. Allow me to be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision that you have ever made. Congratulations, friend, and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk podcast airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So I hope that you'll tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories you may have grown up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, love in action, biblical wisdom, and what the Word of God says about trust and many more. I hope that you'll come alongside me as we explore the Bible together. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe to ensure that you get the latest episodes as they become available. And why don't you consider being a blessing to someone else today by sharing this podcast link with them? And you know, friends, much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring, you may want to continue reading it in its entirety. You can easily pick up a copy from Amazon, my website, pampastorcopywriting.com, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word. So until next time, be blessed and remember that you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. And until next time, friends, God bless you.